Hello, this is Astro Babble, where we babble about astrology. I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology. And I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And today we're talking about the full moon in Gemini. <laughs> I don't have it on my board today, so Donna's going to yeah, be very much it's gonna be happening. It's going to be happening at 11.08 p.m. and it's going to be at 16 16 degrees one minute of Gemini so if you are in the middle of Gemini or in the middle of your mutable signs you're going to feel this the most yeah and your mutable signs are Gemini Sagittarius Virgo and Pisces so I'll just bring the chart up and this is the chart so yeah, sixteen oh one, like Donald was saying, Gemini, and you were going to tell us about the Moon Mansion. I am. It is. Um, it is uh, the sixth Moon Mansion. It is Alahana. I I think that's how you enunciate it. Um, this has got the uh, the flavors of Mercury and Venus, the the stars, so or the planets. So it's going to have those kind of energies with it, and it is good for battle. It is good for forming armies. It is good to um, ask for better pay. It is good for a water journey. There's a lot that's good for this. Um, it's a good for um, associations will be profitable as well as hunting so those are all good things that this this energy will bring the things and the activities you want to avoid would be sowing um seeds like planting seeds borrowing or leaving something with somebody for safekeeping um it is not good for treating wounds so be careful not to get any uh and you know if you put on new clothes during this mansion or this day um let us know if they get torn because that's what the mansion says that we'll do so it's very cool when uh you know these actually play out because that's what they were written for because back in the day you know if you had new clothes it was it was all it was a big part of your livelihood to get clothes i mean it was they they weren't hmm. just everywhere yeah there was no fast fashion back then <laughs> right yeah. so you know so if you wanted to take care of your clothes you wouldn't be putting on the new ones today or yeah on the on the 7th because we're recording this on december 2nd yeah five days prior interesting um very martian lunar mansion isn't it it is but it is of the nature of, of venus and mercury and it's good for um yeah, things that are joining together. You want to join these forces together, armies, um, you know, journeying, associations. So associations in business would be very good, you know, for this mansion. Hmm. And this full moon is conjunct Mars, which is actually retrograde at the moment. And yes, it, it is Marsy too. <laughs> in that respect. And uh, yeah, out of bounds still. We've got a few planets out of bounds. We've got the Moon, uh, Mercury, Venus, and Mars all out of bounds. So they're all kind of not traveling along the usual path. They're kind of stepped just outside the elliptical band and uh, doing what they want. So it could make for an exciting full moon. Um, but yeah, Mars up there, it's not a usual Mars. And I see, though, that we do have Saturn sextiling it. It's a wide sextile, but it is uh, sextiling it. Hmm. We'll be sextiling it in just a few days. Yeah. Mercury, the ruler of this new moon, will have just moved into Capricorn. And uh, unfortunately, it won't be able to see it. It's what we call in aversion to it. So, hmm, it could be a bit of a wild ride. Hopefully that yeah. uh, Saturn will kind of uh, keep a tight rein on some of these things. Mercury's not in good condition either. It's peregrine, so, hmm, interesting. It's, uh, it's, it's almost like a haphazard kind of a, of a chart where things really aren't working well. They're not connecting. It's it's much less activity than it was um, 
these weeks that we're in now, I think there was an aspect every day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is, it's just a slight lower energy, just a little bit lower key, it seems like. Yeah, I was just looking too. Everything's on one half of the chart too. It's um, all bound between that, that moon Mars, which are both at 16 Gemini and the sun at 16 Sag. Yes. Well, shall we do the um, horoscopes? Horoscopes would be great. So what other people and everyone will understand what's, what kind of energy and where, where this is really going to be felt. We recommend that you read your ascendant sign horoscopes rather than your sun or moon sign. Sun sign is what people are referring to when we talk about somebody's star sign. And if you don't know why you should read your ascendant sign horoscope, we've got a video and we'll link to that here. So exactly. So if Gemini is your first, if you are a Gemini ascendant, um, this is going to happen in your first house. And this it's it's everything that you've been working towards because it's a full moon. So it's it's you start out with a new moon, you get intentions, and then you when you get to that full moon, things should start culminating and 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 um and coming together as far as whatever you're working on. So this will be if you have um if you were reading a book, a novel, and you're this might be a time when you're either finishing it. Um or if you want to, if you're writing a novel, this might be when you're finishing it. But it's something to do with you personally. So um, if you might want to have been working on getting a new job or, you know, finish or tidying up your resume, this is this is when you would finish it. So whatever it is that you would do personally, um, you might end up getting your hair cut at this time because it's 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 what you have been working towards to get or to happen in your life or, you know, to have, have fruition in your life, it's culminating together. So that's what the new, that's what the full moon does is brings your, those new intentions to fruition. Very good. And in the first house, it's, it's what happens to you individually. Yeah. And if you're a Taurus ascendant, this full moon will be happening in your second house and the second house is all to do with our income our personal finances and possessions it's our resources what sustains us so there could be some sort of high point culmination or um, kind of a harvest to do with things like that so maybe there's a bonus or maybe you know you gifted or receive um you know, or maybe even purchase yourself something that's um, a helpful resource to you. Very nice. And if Aries is your rising sign ascendant, this is going to happen in your third house. So the things that you have started um, back at the new moon are going to be culminating to um, the full moon and it, this has to do with uh, early education. It could have to do with um, your community, your local community. It also could have to do with, or could have something to do with your siblings, um, cousins, and extended family, like aunts, uncles, and that kind of thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I definitely could see, like, you know, uh, elementary school concerts, you know, finishing up you know and that's where you would see them yeah that would be a good use of that uh that um house full moon yeah and if you are a pisces ascendant this full moon is happening in your fourth house and the fourth house is our home our family particularly our parents it's also real estate matters it's our living conditions so there could be some sort of culmination or high point or harvest to do with that. Might have nothing to do with you. It might be to do with your parents. Or, you know, you could be, you know, settling on a house. Or you've just moved into a new place. Or, I don't know, it can also be the homeland. So in the case of maybe you've been trying to immigrate somewhere, maybe this is when you're notified that, yes, it's all been approved. Or maybe you've you know, actually hopped on a train or a plane or whatever uh, way you're getting there and uh, arriving. Very nice. 
And the next one is if you are an Aquarius arising, this is going to be happening in your fifth house. And this is the house of creativity. It's the house of fun. It's the house of hobbies, um, big gatherings like uh, sports gatherings. And this is the house of all that. So if you were planning on going to, um, you know, a holiday event, you very well are probably Aquarius rising. <laughs> yeah, nice. And if you are a Capricorn ascendant, this full moon is happening in your sixth house. And the sixth house is unfortunately not a really good house. It has to do with things like illness and, uh, yeah, illness. That's mainly the worst one. <laughs> but it can be like daily irritations too. And with Mars there, with the moon, um, it could be that your day-to-day -day, um, getting around can be rather frustrating, particularly Mars is retrograde. Mars has its joy in the sixth house. It likes being here because he's a bit of a troublemaker. Um, so, yeah, you know, particularly if you're doing a lot of running around, um, driving, just things might kind of come to a bit of a head. So try and watch that temper. It's also the house of pets. So perhaps this could be, yeah, maybe watch the pets too. But you know, full moons aren't necessarily negative and this doesn't necessarily have to be a negative full moon, but just this is a house, the 6th, the 8th and the 12th are probably the most difficult houses. So uh, it's also the house of service. So we often see public servants or servants of the people or like healthcare, like doctors, nurses, firemen, policemen in this house. So it could be a case for some of these people that they're graduating at this time or, you know, maybe they're being trying to achieve a higher level or something similar. So, yeah. Interesting. If you are a Sagittarius, this is going to be happening with your seventh house. And this is the house of open enemies. It's also the house of your um, marital partner or your partner, your um, significant other. So no matter where they are on that level, this is the house that they're represented in. And um, this could be, um, you know, things coming to fruition with, uh, if, you've, if, you, if you and your partner are working on something, you might be, um, you know, doing it like in this, you know, period of time because it's the full moon. Mm -hmm. And if you are a Scorpio ascendant, this full moon is happening in your eighth house of other people's money. So the eighth house is things like insurances, uh, loans, debts, shared finances, shared financial agreements. Um, yeah, so there could be some sort of coming together regarding that. Um, Mars is a planet of separation and um, it could be quite possibly any time but just particularly with this one so close to the mars retrograde um like a financial settlement for like a divorce because this is um also the money of the partner because it's the second house from the seventh which is the partner so yeah there could be um matters to do with shared finances resources um yeah or it could be that alone is approved at this time with Mars so close to this full moon. I do wonder if it's kind of like it doesn't happen the first time. Like maybe it's like you've applied for a loan and you get it, but you've got to come back and sign a few more documents. You've got to sign on page five. So you've got to do that first or something similar. <laughs> yeah. And if you are a Libra rising, um, this is going to be happening in your ninth house. And the ninth house has a lot to do with legal matters or publishing, uh, higher education as well, um, esoteric subjects. And so the things that are that you've been working towards that you started at that new moon should be coming together at this full moon for you. So if you're a Libra rising, it's, it's great. It's great. And if you are Virgo rising, this full moon is happening in your 10th house. So this is the most visible part of the chart. 
it's often associated with Korea, but it's what you're known for. Um, public reputation, uh, also honors and rewards, but it's also fame and infamy. So if you're misbehaving, it can also shine a light on that as well. So yeah, you might be getting a bit more attention at this time. That Mars there, because Virgo is one of the other uh, mutable signs, your ascendant is actually square this moon, which can cause some tension. And the fact that uh, Mars is retrograde there with full moon could be not necessarily a bad time, but it might be a little bit of a tense time. Uh, and it might mean redoing some work. Maybe there's a presentation at work, but you go to do it and, you know, the slideshow doesn't work or, you know, you've not got the documents um, and you've got to go back and get them, you know. And, and then there's that kind of you're rushing around, you know, heart rates increasing and yeah. But hmm, some sort of culmination here. It doesn't necessarily need to be negative, but it is Mars. It is retrograde. It is out of bounds. Uh, it is a sign in square to your ascendant sign. So I would just expect that, you know, it's not going to be all smooth sailing necessarily. That's all I'm saying. I'm sounding very negative tonight, <laughs> but no, it, it's, 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 it's cautious. It's, it's, it's taking it, you know, this is not the time to, uh, it's not the time to do things without thinking with Mars there next to that full moon. Mars is responsible for the, I can't wait anymore. I got to just do it. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that is, that can get a lot of people into trouble. And this mm. is for all the signs because that Mars is so close for all the signs. Mm -hmm. Um, Mars is Mars gives you that I I don't want to wait I just want to I just want to do it you know so mm -hmm. uh, check on that because it's it is really aspecting closely to Neptune and this is not the time to yeah um, and I mean it's ruler Mercury can't see it to help out this full moon so and and Mercury is your ruler if you're uh, uh, Virgo rising so yeah just. Doesn't necessarily mean things are going to be bad, but yeah, just don't be. Your things are clear because of that. That's so that's so close to that Neptune. Mm, mm. Yeah, just I would expect some aggravation with uh, achieving what you're trying to set out to achieve. That's all. Yeah, I'm thinking that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and if Leo is your rising sign, this is going to be happening in your 11th house of friends and your your wishes. So your hopes and dreams, uh, things that you, you know, set out to do at that new moon should be coming to a fruition now. Um, how, you know, have you reached your goal yet? You know, that's what I always use the new moon or the full moon for is, is, is that intention that I set out with. I should be halfway there. At least. Or, or you know mostly halfway there that's how i kind of judge um whether the moon's working for me or not because it should be you should have you know worked that that first half all the way you know getting to a goal you know of whatever your dreams are or people that are supporting you this this might be you know somebody might be you know a friend might come in and you know be able to help you finish painting that that room that you wanted to you know decorate for the holidays or whatever it's 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 the support that you get from your friends it's also the um you know your hopes and dreams and and that type of thing so yeah and that's probably Great a good way to use this Mars being so close to the full moon. Use it. It's it's energy. Use it. Um, but just don't be surprised if it's not all smooth sailing. You might have to redo it. You've forgotten to do this, you know. But yeah, use it for its positive manifestations rather than, you know, aggression or, you know, arguments, etc. Yeah. If you know where the planets are going to, the energy is coming from ahead of time, you can kind of mitigate, you know, like, all right, well, all right, I'm not just going to read this piece of paper just one time. I'm going to read it like three times. You know, I want to make sure that I'm clear on the boundaries. I'm going to, you know, and you just check off all those planets that are, you know, causing bad aspects to it. And you're like, wait a second, should I really jump on that elevator? 
you know, <laughs> do, do I have all of my bags out of the, out of the lobby to, you know, to go up, you know, just yeah. recheck, you know, just that's what we're trying to say is mm -hmm. it's a good time to not do anything out of haste. Yes. Yes. Because Mars is all about haste. And if you are a Cancer Ascendant, this full moon is happening in your 12th house. And the 12th house is the house of escape. It's our undoing. So it can be related to things like addictions or self-undoing. It can be escapism. It's also places of confinement like hospitals, prisons, uh, retreats. And uh, it's also working behind the scenes. So matters to do with those topics might be coming to some sort of culmination or high point at this time. And um, yeah, with that Mars there, maybe if you do have some uh, addictive qualities or if you're trying to maintain sobriety or something similar, might be, you know, a case of like not letting your guard down at that time. But um, yeah, maybe just be a little bit more cautious or a little bit more on guard regarding those topics. Because like they say, awareness is the first uh, step to changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just to be aware. Yeah. And, you know, maybe if you do feel like doing something, maybe like channel that Mars, get out there and run or exercise or do something. Yeah. Try to channel that Mars uh, as positively as you can, rather than um, try and allow it to run over everything. Yeah, this is the house of um, of of hidden enemies. Where mm, some of this open enemies, this is hidden enemies. So it's yeah, another reason to be cautious when you're yeah when the ruler of this full moon is can't see it, cannot help mm. it, and on any of the signs. Interesting that the ruler of this full moon will be in the seventh house for uh, our Cancer ascendants too. So interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, Donna, have you got a stone for us? I actually do. Um, this is an unusual stone, a mercurial stone, mm -hmm. and it is called K2 Jasper. Oh. It's, um, this stone is only found at the foothills, um, in Pakistan, um, uh, of the mountain K2. It's in, it's, that's where it's, that's where it's, 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 that's where it's collected from. If you, uh, look at the miners and I mean, they actually hump these stones down on mules or donkeys or whatever to, to get them down the mountain. So, they're they're out there there it's granite it's the white part is granite and these blue these blue dots and they're, they're the blue dots are azurite and this gives you the quality of grounding it um it helps with communication being mercur mercurial mm -hmm. uh and the you know the blue azurite it's um it's good on the base chakra. It is as well good on the um, third eye and the crown. So those are the chakras that it works with. It resonates with the with Gemini, um, the element Mercury. Um, it's good for groups, and I have other ones. I have some of them. I have them marked. I am so afraid that my family, like if I pass away and my family sees these stones, <laughs> they won't know what they're seeing. So I do have like, you know, I'll like leave the sticker on some of them because, <laughs> you know, you want to know what they are um, and you don't want to know what they're not. So I do have stickers on some of them, but, but this is uh K2 jazz K2 as in the letter K. So it's, mm -hmm. it's not spelled out, but it's K2. Um, a letter and a number, and that's it's in representative of the mountain that it's from. Wow. Um, it helps dream recall. It also helps with uh, communication um, and connectivity with the past. That's that's yeah. the uh, benefits of azurite nice. that, that's in there because it's the azurite is, is the deposits are in the, the granite. You know, like little 
dots. <laughs> Very nice. And that is called K2 Jasper. Very good. And you'll be writing an article about that? I will be writing an article about that. Mm -hmm. And that link will be in the description. Thank you very much. I will get that link to you and mm -hmm. it'll be included in the description. Mm -hmm. So we have aspects. We don't have as many aspects as we did this last two months or two weeks. So, yeah, that was a lot. Okay, so the first aspect we have after this full moon will be sun opposing Mars. And that's going yeah, to be... we've been talking about it. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, it's kind of like the big aspect or the big, it's the planet that's drawing all the attention these last kind of couple of weeks and months. Um, we've been talking about it and I've been, I, I, I would listen to um, Adam Ellenbass. Mm-hmm. That uh, with because Uranus is going to be going into that sign pretty soon, and um, he was talking about a preview that this 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 Mars stuff wherever it's hitting in your chart and how it's affecting you. I didn't think Uranus was going into Gemini until for like four years. I thought it was. Well, I think it's like twenty twenty five or something. Yeah. No, twenty twenty five. Oh, oh okay. really? Twenty twenty six. Oh, I'd be wrong. But yeah, so whatever is, you know, uh, abrasive or itching you now mm -hmm. um, is is going to be highlighted. <laughs> so look forward to it in a few years. <laughs> For well, yeah, years. Because you know what it is? It, it gets you used to that energy. It, it kind of, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that really burns like the 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 crap off of you, but um, but just kind of gets you used to though that that kind of temperature, or mm. or that kind of movement, or you know, um, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Because I know, um, I know when Uranus went into Taurus, it was you know, pretty, uh, you know. It was, it was, it was, um, it was disruptive for me because I'm a Taurus rising. So if yeah. you're a Gemini, if you're a Gemini and my, and my girlfriend, I have a, I have a, a friend who's uh, a Gemini rising and very interesting watching, watching her go through, you know, all the, the things because this Mars is just, it, it, it started, it went into Gemini. It's going retrograde in Gemini and it's staying in Gemini during that whole entire Gemini you know, that retrograde process yeah, and yeah. opposing the sun is, I would think a little burning. Yeah. Yeah. Might be a day to watch for aggression. We were talking about that full moon, it's culmination. It's with Mars, which is out of bounds. It's retrograde. Uh, it can't see its ruler at the moment. I mean, I'm not sure when, Mercury went to Capricorn, looks like uh, the day before, around about the 6th of December. Even though Mercury was opposite it, at least they could see each other. And, you know, Mercury as a host could kind of do something to help Mars if needed. Now he's, or it's in um, Capricorn, it, it can't fit, so it can't help. Um, but yeah, this could be just a tense kind of like just irritable kind of having to redo things and, you know, you're in a hurry and, you know, it's always when you're in a hurry that, you know, you forget something, you got to go back, redo it, just aggravating. Doesn't necessarily mean horrific or anything, but just aggravating, you know? Yeah. And, and when the host isn't there to help, I mean, it's, it's, it's like walking into a brand new house and, you know, you've got to make a, a dinner and you have no idea even where the can opener is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And so the next next aspect's gonna happen on December 9th. And that is going to be Venus Squares Jupiter. You know, there's the both both benefics and there's action to both benefics. Yeah. I think there's a potential to go a little bit too far, too much of a good thing. Um, but you know, that happens sometimes. You know nothing horrific but yeah it's just you overindulged you ate too much that was too sweet or you know um had a bit too much to drink or whatever or maybe you were just 
lounging around watching Netflix when you should have been, you know, perhaps being a little bit more productive. It's just not, not bad, but yeah, too much of a good thing. With both you... benefits, there it, it causes action. It could also, if you use the action, um, you know, to start something. Mm. I know you like it for um health, and um, I do. Mm, yeah. Anytime we get the the planets that are benefics to us, mm -hmm. that bring us good things, I try to figure out how to spin that to make it the most healthiest. Because if you if you um, are from a family that has, you know, long life, you, you have, you have to get that body to that age, you know, yeah. and you want it to be able to work for you when you are 92. Yeah. No point uh, living to an old age if you, you know. Exactly. If you're bedridden. Yeah. And so finally we get Venus <laughs> in with Mercury. Yeah. Venus entering Capricorn on the ninth. So yeah. Yep. Now both of them can't see that Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Venus and Capricorn, I always think of as a little bit hard-headed. You know, they're not going to put up with too much, what's the word, nonsense from suitors. Venus can be quite discriminating. It, it knows what it likes, but it also knows what it doesn't like. And um, Venus and Capricorn certainly knows what it doesn't like. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, Venus in Capricorn is that 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 working. It, it looks like the the person who's you know the project manager who's trying to get the the, the thing completed, mm. you know, in a nice way, mm. but still wants to work hard. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they're ruled by Saturn in this sign, so yeah, there's a you know you can take it down a notch. It's not a mildly. It's not a wildly romantic uh, venus position it's a little bit more serious uh and wherever capricorn is in your chart you might have some good luck or you know some gifts because venus is one of the benefics so you'll have venus in that part of your chart bringing hopefully good things probably for about three weeks or so very nice mm. that is at my midheaven so i'm cool with that <laughs> And the next aspect, the sun um, sextiling Saturn. Mm -hmm. This is a, a good position for, yeah, just knuckling down and getting on with hard work, doing what needs to be done. But you're not feeling bad about it. It's just kind of like, oh, yes, I've got to do this, 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 and this, and just getting in and doing it. Right. Yeah. And the sextile makes it easily, you know, it makes it, it's a, it's a, it's an easy aspect. It's not the hard ones that. Yeah. So whatever is going to transform with this should come a little bit easier to you than you would expect. Yeah. Just slightly. Cause it's just, it's a small, nice aspect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's helpful. It, it kind of helps it all kind of flow a little bit nicer. Like I said, you're not feeling overwhelmed by these obligations. It's like, okay, it needs to be done. I'm going to do it. You know, and both of those, the sun is in, is in Sagittarius and that's a fire sign. And, and, Saturn's in its own sign of rulership so in Aquarius mm. so yeah it's there at least at least I think that's going to be the only clear message or one of the clear messages whatever that happens on that day will be a clear message a clearer message I think well yeah you got fire anyway. air signs which are you know they're active signs so good for getting and they're both in in their they have their own you know they're in their own element so they're going to be acting as naturally as they normally do. They're not retrograde and neither one of those are out of bounds, which heaven help us if the sun ever goes <laughs> out of bounds. <laughs> yes. I wonder if Saturn ever goes out of bounds. <laughs> I would think, but we don't want the sun going out of bounds. We don't want that moving at all. Oh goodness. I don't. And then on the 14th, we've got sun square Neptune. I always think of this as, um, you know, because Neptune, it can be idealistic and romantic and glamorous and all that, but it can also be deceptive. I often think of this as, are you kind of fooling yourself, you know, being a little bit self-deceptive? I think it's really easy to get carried away with, you know, oh, I'm going to do this and this and this. And uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. And I'm not saying that's not going to happen for everyone, but that's the kind of energy that I get from this aspect. Could also be a little bit draining of vitality because the sun is our 
vitality. Neptune can kind of sap some of that. So, yeah, it might be yeah just a really lazy day. Or, I mean, you could also use this energy. You've got Jupiter kind of close to it, you know, to, to be considering, um, you know, changing a lifestyle habits that you might not want to have any in your life anymore. Like if you drink too much or, you know, imbibe in the other substances too much, maybe <laughs> this is a time where you, it's telling you to stop or change yeah. it up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Be a if good that's, if, if that. that's the case, you might need something a little bit I just think, like I was talking about that self-deceptive, I think maybe <laughs> it might be a false start. You know, that doesn't mean it won't happen, but maybe you need another more helpful aspect to kick in before that actually oh, sure. happens. Yeah, yeah. I think that Neptune, yeah. I think it's it could possibly be good for creativity, though. Yeah. Good for sitting in a hammock and daydreaming. That's about it. <laughs> Not outside my snowy window will I be sitting oh. in a hammock. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good point. <laughs> it's quite warm down here at the but, moment. You know, yeah. In a nice warm chair, you know, in a good, good cozy book. Yeah. Mm, in front of a fire. I that sounds that. nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. That sounds, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it, it is a strong, it's not as strong as it can be, but it does require a little bit of action. Mm-hmm. With the moon um, decreasing in light, it's, it, it, you could reduce some things. On the um, 17th, Mercury trining Uranus. Now, these are two of the planets that are both associated with communication. And the trine is flow, which means it's going to just like go. It's like a slippery slope. It's it's It doesn't take a lot to get both of these energies mingling together to you know produce something so mercury is known for its quickness and fastness and uranus is known for its independence so <laughs> that's what these could be coming from yeah i think this is uh this is quite a fun aspect this is you know exciting new innovative ideas unusual maybe even a little bit revolutionary uh, it's a trine though so hopefully quite positive this is fun this is kind of uh, I believe a lot of the modern astrologers believe that Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury so yeah this is this is fun um, some people if you don't like change it might be a little bit difficult but I think this is just changing things up a bit it's you know it could be difficult to sleep perhaps this night because you know bing 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 all these ideas going off so but yeah i i think this is a fun aspect it is in um an earth sign though so probably or possibly quite um tangible you know not so pie in the sky as you would expect but maybe you know really good ideas that you can actually put into you know some sort of tangible use so yeah very nice right before christmas who couldn't use that kind of energy oh, yeah. <laughs> so on the 20th <laughs> nobody's been looking forward to this um <laughs> jupiter moves out of its own sign and into aries for good so it's not even going to pop back into pisces for a little bit it's going to move into aries um i don't like this just because of the the Jupiter is the is the is the greater benefic, but it also makes a lot of it makes some bad things bigger too. Mm. So yeah, um, I'm just when when Ju when any time a planet moves into a new sign, it it leaves a huge impact and or, or a big one. And being Jupiter, it's going to be make it huge. It, you know, some big things and and. In the sign of aggression, which is Aries, it it could be a big aggression. It could also be, you know, a major heroism as well. Uh, you you can that's where you would get your that's where you would get that energy of you know rushing in and saving the the family of you know in a burning house. You know, be cautious about it for sure. But yeah, the Jupiter and Jupiter and Aries just it seems like big fire. It's that's what it seems like to me. Yeah, 
like Donna said, uh, Jupiter is leaving Pisces, won't be back for another 11 or 12 years because it takes about 12 years for Jupiter to come back to a sign. Um, on the other hand, if you're an Aries, this is good news, and I'm an Aries, so I'm like, yes. <laughs> uh, it is unfortunate that we do have uh, Chiron in um, Aries. At, uh, it looks like it'll be at 11 degrees at the time, nearly 12 degrees. So when uh, Jupiter does come up to uh, conjoin Chiron, that could be, you know, problematic. But, I mean, generally speaking, wherever Aries is in your chart, this is where Jupiter, which is associated with good luck, is likely to bring quite good things to your topics related to the house, the natal house that has uh, Aries in it in your chart. Yeah, it is ruled by Mars, and this Mars is retrograde at the moment and out of bounds. <laughs> so, yeah, it might be a little bit chaotic. Yeah, so Mars will be retrograde till the 12th of January. Uh, if we look at the um, shadow period too, it takes us up to about the 15th of March. But, you know, I think once Mars is direct again, that uh, Jupiter and Aries will be a lot more productive. Could be, like I said, a little bit chaotic, particularly since it's out of bounds at the moment. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not in the sign of it's that it rules anymore, which is unfortunate. But you know, I don't think it's the end of the world. Yeah, so it won't be in there for too long either. Um, but yeah, once we get past, say, the 12th of January, hopefully it'll be a little bit more productive. Right. So in the true cardinal fashion, which is an Aries, you know, get that Jupiter stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. My granddaughter's an Aries, too. I, I have nothing against Aries. My mother is an Aries rising as well. So I have Aries around me. Mm -hmm. I am not dogging on Aries. <laughs> I'm just a little fearful of it. <laughs> I cut myself. It, you know, Mars is is just it really it, it's my most malefic planet oh, so exactly and it's like when Saturn comes up I'm like oh <laughs> can we move on <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah because I'm a night chart Saturn's my most difficult because Donna's a day chart Mars is her most difficult but yeah um Jupiter yeah it, it was good having it in Pisces but you know we're gonna have to deal without it being in Pisces or Sag for quite a while so it could be worse it could be in um Gemini or Virgo or Capricorn. So, yeah, just we'll have, have to use the smaller knife to cut them tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think particularly once we get uh, Mars moving direct again, it will be a lot more productive. And on the 21st of December, we have up there, it will be the winter solstice it's a summer solstice down here so down in the southern hemisphere it will be the longest day of the year in the northern hemisphere it will be the shortest day of the year so with um the cardinal signs they're all linked to the solstices or the equinoxes in tropical astrology which is what we practice in the northern hemisphere this is the most dark it will get from this time forward it will start getting lighter it will still be more dark than light but it will start getting lighter and down here our days will start to get a little bit shorter yeah this i you know this is i think um with the sun in capricorn it's that it's the hard work capricorn is known for the hard work and i know in the northern hemisphere here you know we're shoveling two or three times a week yeah i love the snow <laughs> yeah um yeah it's just unfortunate it's so close to christmas but i suppose you know when you think about it it's quite uh a hectic time particularly if you're arranging things for the holiday season coming up and lighter days are coming for the northern hemisphere days are getting shorter in the southern hemisphere it's that pivot it's changing of a season so happy capricorn season to the capricorns i like this it makes me smile because now from from that point on our days are going to get longer mm, yeah by a minute <laughs> we're slowly we have we have reached that peak and 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 when when it when the sun gets into capricorn 
you know, we, we finally get more increasing light. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it gets dark here around four thirty, five o'clock. It's, it's, that's really it is it is dark here most of the time. Yes. It's so, important to it's important to us. It is the center of our of our solar system. And in Capricorn, it's a a, a cardinal sign and start yeah. time to do start doing things. And I mean we're gonna have the sun, Venus, Mercury, and Pluto all in Capricorn. Sun will be there for about a month. And uh, yeah, it'll be shining a light on topics to do with um the natal house that has Capricorn in your chart. So the next aspect are you ready to go on to that is uh the Sun square Jupiter. Yeah. It's gonna happen on the same day. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, the benefic, and it's in a new sign. So it's gonna want to say, you know, what it what its agenda is all about. So you might get some um, rumblings of what Jupiter is trying to accomplish there. It's not going to be there a lot for long. So your, your lesson, you're going to learn it quicker. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a square, which can be tension. I mean, the sun's in uh, Capricorn ruled by Saturn. So it's, you know, it's an earth sign too. It's solid, reliable, dependable. It wants, you know, things done a certain way. And, and then we've got, uh, uh, Jupiter in Aries. Jupiter likes to do things big. Aries likes to rush ahead and it's impetuous and impatient. So yeah, there could be a little bit of you want to do something and you know something's holding you back. It's just kind of like you know, it's like little kids. They want to rush out and do something, and you kind of sometimes you got to hold them back and say, "Hey, you know, there's traffic out there. Just hold on a minute." Shouldn't really going to cost some action. Yeah, yeah, you know. This is a good time for getting uh, fired up and inspired, I think. Mm, you know, but yeah, there might be, yeah, it, it, you know, it's just you want to do something, but you can't just yet, you know, maybe you got to hold on for something. You don't have the money or you don't have the resources or you got to wait on someone. And yeah, it's just kind of like, come on, let's do it. And yeah, you got to wait for something. And that Jupiter's ruled by Mars, which is retrograde and still still out of bounds so yeah yeah when is this the 21st oh and all the stress of uh, the holiday season so yeah that'll be fun <laughs> yeah it's almost like yeah it's definitely weird how um the planet's energy is you know as as i'm as i'm really studying the planets now you know and and how it energizes us in the past years is, is just amazing on how well it works and on the 22nd um venus is going to try and uranus i think this is a good talk i think this is um you know this is venus and uranus this is leveling up for sure this is leveling up your uh, your um one-on-one -on -one relationships for sure. Or, or even groups, you know, Venus is all about that social mm -hmm. thing and Uranus is about, you know, notching it up a bit, a little bit of independence. If, if you, if you are not liking the relationship you're in, you'll find, um, you'll, you'll be screaming for independence. Yeah, it is. But, um, you know, a trine is always nice. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I was going to say, I think with the trine, it might not be quite as, um, negative i mean yes there might be a need for a little bit of more autonomy or independence or um yeah whatever adventure but uh, i think the fact that it's a try and should be helpful yeah i think this is just you know you're kind of excited and interested in the new when it comes to relationships or art or values or socializing like you said you know something a little bit different Maybe it's somebody that's not quite your type or you're mingling with people that you don't usually mingle with or, you know, you're seeing a new art exhibit and it's not quite your style, but you can't, oh, that's interesting, you know. So, yeah, it's, you know, a little bit of a buzz. A little new, uh, new stuff. I, I mm. um, you know, I yeah. would think with Uranus, so, you know, a new way of looking at something or a situation. Mm, mm. yeah it, it's nice and it's a trine it is not a planet so it can actually kind of allow it to kind of exert its influence over 
Venus a little bit more. I mean, Venus is um, in Capricorn, which is a pretty no-nonsense sign. But, you know, this might loosen Venus up a little bit, you know, have some fun, let your hair down. Definitely, yeah. An aspect that is an exciting aspect. I think so, yeah. You know. And that looks like the last one before we have the new moon in Capricorn. Which wow. looks like it's going to have a pile up of energy. Yeah, look at all that Capricorn. Moon, Sun, Venus, Mercury, and Pluto. Jupiter. And that'll be things that you're a time to start new things. So on the 23rd, you know, you can plan. Mm. It will be uh, squaring Jupiter at the time. So, yeah, could be a little bit of friction there. Maybe people think, huh, slow down, you're going too fast, you, you, you know, you're aiming too big. Interesting. Yeah, with the Saturn ruled signs, um, yeah, I see that slow down. In... <laughs> and that is the aspects for the full moon in Gemini. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. Linda, what have you been doing? Where what are you doing and <laughs> where can people get a hold of you? Why, what have you heard? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm at uh, Scullywag Astrology, and that is uh astrology.scullywag.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest, and I'm doing natal readings, uh, relationship readings, and year ahead readings. And what about you, Donna? Um, I'm at DonnaBeAstrology.com is my website. I am also on Facebook. Um, I'm doing natal readings and electional readings, horary, and I also work with crystals. So mm -hmm. if, you know, people who, 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 um, you don't necessarily need to be sick. The, the, these crystal layouts support people on, um, on whether it's a physical, kind of support that they need or a mental help, you know, help that they need um, or, or just want to boost it. If they have a big test that they want to get, you know, going on, you know, a, a layout would, would definitely, I would think support that. And that's, that's kind of what I do. So you can get a hold of me through either Facebook or my website. Mm -hmm. Yep. So thank you for watching and listening. And um, if you haven't already, we'd really like it if you subscribed or left a comment. Uh, feel free to share. And, oh, and depending on, you know, your uh, where you are, you know, happy holidays. If you're celebrating, uh, be safe. And yeah, hope uh, 2023 brings you something good. Sounds perfect. Um, and uh, thank you very much. And if you happen to put on new clothes on, on, <laughs> on the 7th, please let us know if they survive the day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.